we just come before You this morning and we just, we surrender our hearts before You. We open our hearts before You. And Lord, I just pray that You move in this place. I pray that You exceed expectations in this house this morning, Lord. And we just thank You for that in Your holy Name. Amen. just shift the pulpit because I'm OCD about what side it needs to be on. Sorry, sorry. All right, take a seat. Who's excited to be at Equippers this morning? Good, good. I'm not very good at being modern, hence the paperwork. <laughs> I'm like old school, I like paper. Paper can't fail me unless somebody sets it on fire and that's not gonna happen, so I'm all good. No batteries running out this morning. Um, <laughs> I've like, I love music. Like as, you know, Yannicka said this morning that, you know, God speaks to her through songs and I'm very much that way. And I listen to an American Christian radio station. I know, I've gone American because, and it sounds really bad, but the New Zealand hosts annoy me. Like I hear them and I'm like, oh, just stop. You need Jesus. Um, and it's, I'm really judgmental. So I switch radio stations and it's fine. I listen to an American one, which is great. I love it. Um, but I was in the car and I was, I don't remember what I was doing and the song came on and it was called Beautifully Broken. And of course, being naive and stupid, I said, God, what does it mean to be beautifully broken? Now, like, that is a dumb question to ask God, I have found out. Okay, so don't, don't do it. Because I have, I have reasons, okay, don't do it. And I was listening to the song and it said, every tear, every doubt, every time you've fallen down, when you're hurting, feeling shame, when you're numbing all your pain, when you've lost your way and you're feeling so far away, you're not, you're beautifully broken. And I was like, God... What does that mean? Like when you say, oh, I'm broken, somebody's like, oh, yeah, I get that. But if, you know, if you were to say, oh, I'm just, you know, in a place where I'm beautifully broken, I'd be like, what? How does this work? So I stupidly asked God, I was like, God, what does it mean to be beautifully broken? And of course, God doesn't go, here's a scripture to tell you, because that's too easy. What do I learn from that? God's like, I'll show you, Rachel. I'll show you. And hence we have a sermon. There we go. <laughs> we go through storms, valleys, and we go through things that can bring about a brokenness in our lives. Broken pieces. We see ourselves hurt, lonely, unloved, wanted, lacking, and we feel broken and we feel like all these pieces. And um, I've been through, this is a, a recent testimony because I asked a stupid question, one of the hardest seasons of my life. Um, I had somebody say something about me that was literally shattering. My character was in question. And I was going through all these hard emotional things. I had health issues, not just like a flu, but I was like, oh, is this really serious? And then about a month ago, I get a phone call from my brother. <laughs> If you know my family, that's like, uh-oh. 
because we're not a close family. I haven't talked to my dad for about four years. Everyone in my family hates my mum and everyone else hates each other. And it's all confusing as to why they hate each other. Um, and that's, that's my family. And so I got a call from my brother and I was like, oh, why is he ringing me? And then I was like, how does he have my number? Um, and then I answered it and he had told me my dad had just been flown to Christchurch Hospital with a brain aneurysm, which don't Google stuff like that because it's nasty. Um, it was a really serious thing. If you know anything about brain aneurysms, it's like a bleed in your brain and there's like survival rates of statistics on things around it aren't fantastic. And I was like, and they're like, and my brother's like, yeah, so he's probably gonna die. Um, this is happening. Um, I just thought I'd let you know. I was like, sweet, how are the kids? Because it's awkward when you don't have a strong relationship with somebody, you, don't, you lose the, how do I react? You know, when, when you're close to somebody, you know what, okay, this is where I can go with this. But because it was my dad and I was like, oh, I haven't talked to him, what do I do? I'm like, do I ring him? Do I? And it was this sudden, everything had just felt like it had fallen apart. And I was left broken. I felt like these broken pieces of loneliness, hurt, fear, confusion, anger, and what I was left holding. And I was broken. And in Psalms 31 verse 12, it says, I have been forgotten like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. And that's what I felt. And then when I was speaking in Westport, and for some reason I get bad news when I arrive in Murchison. Um, when I was preaching there the time before that, Bart called me and um, he told me Liam had broken his arm again and then I crashed. So I get to Murchison this time and my phone rings again and I'm like, it's my brother again. And so this was three weeks after the brain aneurysm. My dad turned out fine, like everything had gone well. He miraculously didn't even have to have an operation, which is huge. And then my brother rings and he's like, so dad's had a stroke. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, look. If you need attention, just do it simply. Um, no, it wasn't like that. Um, and it was just like, God, what is happening? Fortunately, you know, I called my dad and we, it was actually a very healing time for us, which is bizarre. And I'm still kind of like, oh yeah, we talk now. Um, you know, but it was a season where it was just like, what the heck is happening? And in 1 Peter 4, verse 12 to 13, it says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. And when I was reading this, I was like, I don't feel like rejoicing. I'm like, happiness is just... I was a bit of a dark cloud. Like, I can say that because Bart's not here, I can admit to it. Um, I was just like, anything Bart would do wrong, like, even if he didn't do it wrong, I was like, you're thinking it wrong? He got in trouble because I was just in this really bad place. Um, and I struggled to rejoice and I struggled to see my brokenness as beautiful. God began to walk me through the process of being able to see myself, not just as broken, but Within him, I am beautifully broken. Um, I want I have a slide. Hopefully it's there, because I can't pronounce this word. Yeah, that one. Um, 
I've actually tried and I just sound stupid every time. So it's there. Um, And I was, I think it was Facebook or something, or you know, you Google something and you end on a tangent. Well, I ended up here um, with this word. Um, And it's the Japanese way to repair with gold, repairing pottery with gold or silver, understanding that the piece is more beautiful for having been broken. It is not hiding imperfections, but honouring and embracing. It is part of the history of the object. It is made into something unique and beautiful. Pottery becomes more beautiful and valuable in the restoration process. Though it it once was broken, it not only has a history, but it now has a new story. And when I was reading and researching this, you know, it says not only was it broken and it has a history, we have a testimony. You know, we go through brokenness and it's like, look, this is what God's done. But now when God pieces us together, not only do we have a testimony, but we have a new story. We have a new revelation of who God is. In Psalms 147 verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wound. And quite often we try and put the broken pieces back together ourselves. We try to bind up our own wounds because we did want to hide the imperfections. Now I was going through and it was about two months of just insanity in my life. And do you know nobody, not even close family, had any idea that I was going through it. Why? Because I was like, ah, no, I'm Rachel, I'm awesome. I've got to be awesome all the time. There is an expectation for me to be hilarious and awesome. So I was like, if people know I'm actually messed up and just a crazy, insane, grumpy person, my image is gone. I know, I'm I'm trusting that you still think I'm awesome and hilarious after this, so being vulnerable with you, okay? We carry shame that we are broken and we just carry shame that we've, we've gone to a point where we have brokenness. I didn't want anyone to know because I wanted to hide, like we like looking good, you know? Like our Facebook post isn't, this is my woes, like here's how messed up I am guys, I want you to see it all. Facebook is our, this is how great I am and I don't want you to see how crazy I am. You know, we always put our best image forward, but really that's quite often just not the truth. Brokenness is beautiful because of how God can use it in our lives. Brokenness produces an open door for God. God's grace means that all of your brokenness now serves a purpose instead of serving shame. Don't allow your brokenness to be a missed opportunity to grow and develop. And I got to a point where I was like, okay, look, either this can make or break me. If this is gonna be completely pointless if I go through all of this and I don't learn a thing. I'm like, there's gotta be a lesson here somewhere. So I'm like, all right, Jesus, I asked a question. You're giving me a really messed up answer. Your pain has a purpose. In 2 Corinthians 12, verse seven to 11, it says, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, my weaknesses, so that in Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Our brokenness allows God's grace to shine through. His power is made perfect in my weakness. There is a purpose to your pain, a purpose to your brokenness. It's in our weaknesses and our brokenness that God is revealed. We can't put, and I was thinking about this because I was, you know, with that illustration, I was like, okay, so what if I smashed a bowl? which happens, actually, it's glasses in our house. If you come to our house, there were, like, old, like, Nutella glasses with, like, really weird superheroes. They're the only glasses that survive in our house. Like, literally. There is about three of those left. So if you come to your house and you're like, can I have a cold drink, there's a 99% chance you'll get it in a plastic cup because they have survived. And I was thinking, you know, what if I'd smashed a bowl and just started super gluing it together? That would be a messy and completely pointless process. It would take me hours because I'd have to like glue one bit and then figure out where it went in the puzzle of the glass bowl and just hold it there for the glue to dry. And it's insane, I was like, That just doesn't make sense. But we need a loving, patient, redeeming God to heal our brokenness. You know, a God that puts our our broken pieces and he repairs it with gold and silver. I couldn't change what was going around me in the situation I was in. And every time I focused on my circumstances, I would only see brokenness. But I had a choice to focus on my circumstances or I could change my concentration and focus on the one who heals my brokenness. You can focus on who or what's hurting you or the God that can heal you. We actually have a choice and you're like, because you can say, oh, Rachel, you don't know what I'm going through. No, but I know what it's like to hurt. And yes, it can be overwhelming. And, you know, I always tell Bart, I'm like, I'm drowning because that's the best way I describe it. And I'm like, I don't even have like a life raft and there's water in my mouth and I'm drowning. Um, I know, poor Bart's head hard. He's, he'll probably preach next time and it will be me that's his brokenness. No, I'm joking. He wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if we, and I could have sat there and just gone, what do I do? I, you know, I'm close to losing my dad, this whole scenario thing's going on. I'm hurt, I'm wounded. And I could have just stayed in that place where that's all I saw. But we actually, we can't change what's happening to us or around us, but we can change where we focus. You can change your concentration. Brokenness will reveal what you really believe. Um, In Mark 5 verse 24 verse 34, it's talking about the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. And it says, a large crowd pressed around him. So that was Jesus. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. And instead of getting better, she got worse. Now, when I think of her, I'm like, man, that would have seemed like an overwhelmingly broken situation. 
When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and, felt, and she felt in her body that she, she was freed from her suffering. Now when I like, was reading this, I was like, if she didn't really believe that Jesus could heal her, she wouldn't have forced her way through. And you know, when we're in our, our brokenness reveals what we really believe about God. We can say a whole lot and we're like, yes, Jesus is my redeemer. Jesus heals me. He saves me. He heals my brokenness. We can say that. But until you are broken and in that place, that's when the truth of what you believe about God really comes out. And I had to have a moment where I was sitting there and I was like, look, I'm just, I, I wallow. I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit of a wallower if I allow myself. Like, I'm like, God, you should feel sorry for me. Why is it so hard? I just asked a question. You could have written it down. I could have read a book. It could have been simple. Um, <laughs> But I was like, actually, what do I believe about God? What is my foundation in who God is? Her response was to press into Jesus. If she didn't believe that Jesus could heal her, she wouldn't have stepped out. She wouldn't have fought for her healing. There is beauty in our brokenness when we have a strong foundation. And I had to, you know, there was a moment where I was like, God, I'm really shaken. My world is shaken. But sometimes we get shaken and we become broken because our foundation isn't actually strong. Luckily, you know, I've invested, you know, Bible reading, my relationship with God is a number one in my life. And so I was able to sit down and, you know, I'm a highlighter. I go, like have a weird thing for pens and notebooks and highlighters, one of them. Like, I love a good highlighter. Um, so all my, you know, key things, scriptures in my Bible are highlighted. So I was able to just sit down after having a bit of a cry and I just went through and I was just like, look, this is my foundation. This is what I believe. You know, quite often the voice of the enemy is so loud going, you can't do this. What are you going to do now? You're like, you're all alone. You've got nobody to help you. You can't do this. And I really, when I was hitting, sitting having this moment, I really got to say, God said to me, he's like, is that really what you believe? And I was like, well, no, I'm just allowing myself to think that. I went and got my Bible and just started to read and go back to the foundation of my faith. Luke 1 verse 37 says, for no word from God will ever fail. Because I spend time with God and invested time Time and knowing who he is, even though I felt broken and carried a brokenness, even though my world had been shaken, my foundations were still strong. And she says, it says that she said, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. She had a strong foundation of who Jesus was. She wouldn't have touched out, she wouldn't have fought for her healing if she didn't really believe he could heal. Brokenness will reveal what you really believe. What is your foundation this morning? What God places in us is always greater than anything hell places in front of us. Brokenness can destroy you or you can allow God to grow you. Throughout this season, um, like, 
I don't come across like a particularly feelings person, but that's because I'm not. Feelings make me awkward. Like if it wasn't, I'm just being honest, like if it wasn't for pastoring, I probably just wouldn't be as caring as I probably come across. Like some people are like, oh, you're so nice and you just care about it. I'm like, I do, but feelings make me awkward, okay? Like I remember when we first started pastoring and like, it was like the pastor's wife's responsibility to pray for people when they're crying. And I used to be like, what do I do? Like, I, I like have to, and they're crying and I'm like, I don't do well with bodily liquids out of the face. Like, and it was just like, I don't, I'm, <laughs> feelings make me awkward, especially if I'm feeling them. Like, and I was just like, God, I have all these feelings feelings like I don't know how to what do you do with emotions like what am I supposed to do with all this like like I was like a you know how you get like a coke bottle and you shake it up and it's gonna go I was like that except with emotions and I was like oh god yeah what I don't know and you know people are like how are you and you're like I'm great you have no idea I'm like a Coke bottle that's about to just spurt emotions everywhere. Um, and that's what it was like. And throughout the season, throughout my brokenness, God said to me, he said, remain vulnerable. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I was like, look, I've been through hell and back. You've answered my question, okay? I know what broken and beauty can look like. But vulnerability is another step too far. And I was just like, what does that mean? Like, remain vulnerable. And he's like, don't allow bitterness, don't allow hurt to stop you from being vulnerable with me. In our brokenness, we can want to shut off. We can want to look like we have it together. Like, I'm a hermit, naturally. I know, it's Confessions of Rachel. Um, We don't need a road trip to bond, okay? Um, I like, like I realise sometimes throughout the week, I'm like, oh, I haven't left the house unless it's like e-groups my weekly get out of the house. Um, And then I go grocery shopping on Saturday and then I have church. And that's legit the only times I leave my house. And that's just when I'm happy. Like I'm an introvert. I love my own company. I love my space. Um, and then like, you know, people come visit and I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't even have to go out to get you. You know, it's great. Um, and especially when you're going through brokenness, like I was just like, God, please don't let anyone come and see me. And I'm sorry if you did come and see me. I hope you didn't feel that I was praying you weren't there. <laughs> Levi's laughing because she's like, I came regularly, (laughs) which was good. It was good. I needed it. Um, And we want to just shut off. We want to seem like we've got it all going on. We want to hide. If we have, and you know, we feel that if we are broken, we have no value and no worth. Brokenness can become beautiful if we allow God to work into our lives, if we remain vulnerable. The woman with the issue of blood didn't hide away. She went out into a crowd of people and pressed into Jesus. That would have been such a vulnerable moment for her because she was deemed unclean and you, you know, she was dirty. And for her to be in a crowd of people 
pushing through because she knew she needed to remain vulnerable with Jesus. Brokenness does not make you. Brokenness exposes who you really are in your foundation. And I love this. It's not our, we don't need to hide our imperfections, but let's honour and embrace the process of what God's doing in your life. Honour and embrace the fact that you're getting a history, you're getting a testimony. You know, and it's, I get it. While I was sitting there having, it was a season where I cried a lot. Um, I wasn't like, oh yeah, I just feel really, I'm honouring this, this is great. It's hard to do it when you're in the thick of it. But it's making sure, you know what, actually God, this is a process and I hate it. I hate it and I'm never asking you a question again in my life. We've had conversations, God and I. He's still like, warnings, not for another 12 years. Um, and we need to not be ashamed of what we're going through, but let's honour and embrace what God is doing. God has made you into and is making you into something unique and beautiful. You become more beautiful and valuable in the restoration process. Though you were once broken and now not only have a testimony, but let God create a revelation of who he is in you. If I hadn't gone through all the stuff I've gone through, and look, my dad miraculously has gone through a brain aneurysm and a stroke and is at home. Like, you know, it seemed bleak. Like... The doctors were like, this is kind of bizarre. He hasn't needed an operation. He has no damage from the stroke, even though it was a good, like he lost a little bit of walking for a bit. But four weeks after both of those, he's at home. And you know, and it's like, because I could, I could have just gone, this is it. I'm, I'm broken and I'm hurt. But actually God's taking me through a process. And because of it, I have a new revelation of who he is. You know, I knew he could heal, but it's like, God, you are miraculous. Trust in his plan, not your pain. If I can get the keys out. We're going to do um, something a little bit soon. I'm going to get Clarissa on. And um, I really want to create a moment, like I'd love to pray for you, but that's not quite what I wanted to do this morning. I really felt that I just wanted to open up kind of the front, and if we could stand. Um, I just, if you're here and you're going through brokenness and you're feeling like, you know, you could probably name the pieces of your brokenness in your hand that you're holding, your hurt, your loneliness, your anger and your fear. This morning, I just want you to have a moment where you remain vulnerable with Him. I want you to create a moment with God. And in Psalms 147 verse 3, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wound. You know, and there were moments throughout this where I just had days where Bart was like, are you okay? And I'm like, you know what? I, I now have an understanding of the Scripture, peace beyond all understanding. You know, I never really understood what that could feel like or what that scripture could mean. 
but through one of my worst seasons of hurt and pain, feeling lonely and scared, battling with fear and thoughts, I had a peace. I had a peace of who God is that, you know what, yeah, I'm broken and I'll be honest, there's still some pieces going back together. But I was able to remain vulnerable and I had a strong foundation of who God is. That I allowed Him to put those pieces back together. And in my brokenness, I'm not just a mess of chaos and pain, but there is beauty in what God's doing in my life. There is beauty in my brokenness. So Clarissa's gonna sing this song and it's the song that I stupidly asked the question. Um, and I just want you to have a moment. It's not a song you can sing along to. It's, I just want you to just be vulnerable with God. And if that's coming up to the front and just going, God, I'm broken, put these pieces back together. You know, maybe you're going through something. I just want you to be open and honest with God this morning. I'm happy to pray with you after the service, but right now, if you are, if you're like, yeah, Rachel, I know what it's like. I know what the noise and the chaos is like. I want it to be between you and God. I want you to remain vulnerable and like, God, these pieces, that's hurting stop trying to put these pieces back together yourself, but allow God to use gold and silver to create a beautifulness in your pain. Every tear, every doubt, every time you've fallen down, when you're hurting, feeling shame, when you're numbing all your pain, when you've lost your way and feel so far away, you're not, you're beautifully broken. And you can be whole again, even a million scars doesn't change.
song and if that's when you would like prayer you know feel free to come up and I would love to pray for you but I just encourage that you don't hold back from God this morning you know we can try and hide from each other what we're going through but we can't ever hide from God he knows what you're going through and just be real and vulnerable this morning amen Shame when you're numbing all your pain. 